or maybe in future we 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 try to think about whether and how can we launch our own chain to to fill the physically resources like bandwidth or maybe not maybe maybe on chain is already good enough. So the terminology is flexible, but the concept is similar, right? Yes. The idea of going back to the Mason network, like removing the need for humans to negotiate. That's kind of the why smart contracts are so great. Yeah. Yes, removing that. <laughs> You're tuned to the Rcast, where we talk about the blockchain on the Rcast and how your data remains it's the Rcast. Where well, R-Drive is the topic, censorship-resistant permanence. Yeah, we got it. Hi, friends. You're listening to the Rcast. This is episode 25. I'm your host, Andrew. The Rcast is brought to you by RIO. We want to thank our supporters, Pianity. By that, we mean we love them. And uh, Kevin was on an episode earlier. Just wanted to shout them out part of the community that keeps us going. So this week, we're talking to Sherlock Shi from the Mason Network. And we talk about how the Arweave data decentralization model can help explain how the Mason Network decentralizes bandwidth. It's a really cool, revolutionary project. We'll be back with Community Call 14 on Twitter this week, Twitter Spaces. So stay tuned to that this Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. We'll be talking about what's new with our drive and what's up with Inferno and what's good with Discord and all that exciting stuff. Maybe you'll hear some elephant trivia. I don't know. But stay tuned to that. In the meantime, this is my interview with Sherlock on the Rcast, episode 25. Let's go. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Rcast. This week, we have Sherlock from Mason. Sherlock, thanks for being on the Rcast. Tell us a little bit about how Mason works. Yeah, sure. Uh, I can briefly introduce how we start up our Mason Network. Uh, actually, uh, d- d- during the end of 2020, around, uh, I guess, I remember November. Yes, November. Um, we formally registered our foundation in Singapore. So that's all the things starts. And you know how we try to solve how the problem comes from. You know, I'm a I'm a backend programmer, and I will run some machines from cloud service providers. So the point is, uh, lots of resources I have run is uh unutilized, and I try to find a way to monetize them, like the 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 unused part. So. I find some like solutions uh, or some applications like TikTok, like short video companies, long video streaming guys. And they have actually paid lots of money for the uh, the bandwidth part. So mm, maybe I think, okay, can we uh, contribute my unutilized bandwidth uh, into such guys, their, their uh, company or their applications to get some revenue? It looks good, but the point is, uh, I I don't I, I don't know someone else in, in like the short video or, or long or, or long video company. I don't know someone else. Uh, they are the sales team or some somebody. They are in the call service providers, so I I can have a call with them. And finally, I just can I just only can let my resources wasted. So the problem the their next step converted to uh why no one just reached me to to get the resources because uh. Because I, I'm a very small user, uh, I'm a long-tail user, and the model we use in the internet well, or, or, or the, for the 10 to 15 years, the model is we try to use the sales team, mm. the people to aggregate resources. Right? You need, if you want to do business, you have to know somebody else. 
you you need to know. Oh, he's my friend. Oh, he's my friend, friend, and I can call him. But for us, yes, like actually, uh, we are nobody, so no one will ever care about us, even though we have some valuable resources. And then think different. If we can find a new way to aggregate like hundred or thousand people of, like like me, my my resources together, right? If we are alone, we are nobody. If we thousands of us gather, maybe we are somebody, <laughs> <laughs> right? And we we can give the company add more like one million or, or maybe five million dollars for to save their cost. So during their model, we think okay, maybe we can build a bandwidth marketplace. And the marketplace is we don't want to restriction the anyone else who who will be allowed to enter the market. We just off, offer them a protocol, or you can say them offer them a standard. So anyone who follow our standard, they can join our network to contribute their bandwidth resources, no matter the size they are. Uh, I guess th this is the uh, how, how the things we 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 brought by the crypto or by the blockchain is permissionless, right? So we should not make any threshold. People have their resources have different features, have different like uh, high capacity or low latency or distributed in different countries, but we just let them to join by themselves and let the people who need this to choose the resources. So this is how the bandwidth comes from and the early stage of the mass network. How does it work with something like Arweave and like storage? How would it integrate with Arweave? I gave you two two things here. First, you mentioned uh, we try to remove the people. You 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 catch the really important factor because, um, you know the the model I have mentioned before, like using sales team, salesperson, sales guys. Uh, it's like a top down model. The top down model is uh, you are you if you want to explore a new market, for example, you want to go to Africa or you want to go to like Colombia, South America right now, Bogota. You need to find some people who are familiar with this market, or maybe they are they are born up here, and they can help you to integrate maybe the the Bogota, the Colombia data center, or the or, or their telecoms, right? This model works well, but let's think different. Uh, if you want to build a global marketplace, how many people, how many sales you you need to hire, and you need to maintain them, right? If you check the the prospectors and on also their uh the, the their report from the tech giants, like the the closest providers like AWS and like some Google and maybe Alibaba Cloud, they their sales their cost for the sales team has even close to their R and D team. So this I mean it's crazy. Like they need to pay lots of extra money for people, and you can count on the efficiency of people. It means like if you have hundred people or, or fifty people in your team, it's it's good. But if you explore a team to ten thousands of people in your team. I have to say, efficiency is going to decrease a lot. Mm. So that's a problem yeah. existed. And why we try to remove that factor? Because uh, if you need to build something really big, I mean really big, if you want to build a marketplace, which can sometime, maybe one day be much bigger than AWS and Google, and all of the uh, cloud cloud market right now existed, how, what's the model to, to, to reach that point? The answer is you should not use the same like top-down model. You should find a different model, like maybe bottom-up, like like we have used right now. So bottom model actually try to remove the people factors in your system. What's what's the value of that? Uh, I I can give you two cases here. The first case, uh, you know, we have right now we're in Tesnad. We have some users they are living in the East Europe. Yeah, East Europe is not easy these days. Uh, you know, for the people like. 
me and maybe like Andrew, we only heard of the like AWS, like the AT and T, uh, uh, T Mobile, Sprint, like Singtel, such companies, very very giant guys. But if you uh, a, a citizen live in the East Europe, maybe in Ukraine or Russia or any other countries, there's you you may not use these service, but you gonna have your local telecom, just like in Colombia. Colombia has their own local telecom, right? But people live outside of this place; they have no idea. So mass network give them a chance that uh you live in the maybe in the Ukraine, uh you know the telecom, you know the call service there, and you if you have underutilized them the part of the resources you can contribute into the mass network, right? You can contribute it to the East Europe countries infra into mass network, and we don't need to have any sales teams there or any people there. We just Maybe go to their uh forum or some Twitter or some some place to say, hey, we have a project like Mass Network can contribute. You can you can reutilize your underutilized resources and and some revenue. So that's the things we took to them. And then for somehow we have the resources from East Europe, and that's the first case. And the second case, uh, think about Starlink. You know, Starlink has uh tried to offer the bandwidth from the satellite and. You know, if you are, you if you are people living in Australia, you you have uh buy the Starlink, you have rent like pay three hundred, four hundred, I'm not sure, uh dollars to Elon Musk to Starlink, and right now you are in travel, maybe you travel to to different countries. You say, okay, uh my Starlink right now is underutilized, I can contribute to mass network. So for somehow we don't need to know Elon Musk, we don't need to reach the guys uh in in, in Starlink T, but we have the resources from this from the starting from satellite bandwidth hmm. right you know if you have a sales team they, they always think about okay uh we need to try to target some users there but if why not just let the people live all around the world to contribute their resources by themselves so there like we right now have 10 yeah at least 10 uh cloud service providers we have no idea but but they are all based in the east europe i have not heard them but but my users contribute to our network so that's the power of the remove people and give the people rights to join by themselves. So you got you you you, you, you no idea what the supply side comes from, and you have, you have no idea how the world existed right now in, or in, in a different district in, in on the earth. And th that's the power of, of the remove the people factors in the system. And second answer, uh, how we support are we? Yeah, the, your question. Uh, it's quite a good point. Yes. Uh, yeah, our, our way is, is pretty good. You know, we can regard the things as the storage layer. Yeah, maybe we, we, right now we have market, we have lots of decentralized storage, like our way, like uh, some other protocol like FFS or, or some other project as well, many anyone else. So the thing is, uh, you can regard, they all try to give an incentivize for storage part, which means you try to store the files on a decentralized network. Uh, you, it will cost you like some money uh, or some token. And then the next problem is you need to try to solve the retrieval part, right? It, it, you store the data, looks quite good, but then someone else need to consume the data. How to do this? You need to actually uh, retrieve the, the, the files from our gateway, like, Right, Arway has maintained their own official gateway. It's called uh, Arway.net slash something else. And actually, this gateway will be uh, redirected to some one of the Arway nodes, and the nodes will will directly transfer data to you. So during this whole process, uh, the one point is no one got to be incentivized. 
because uh, our weak gateway because they, they try to offer a much user friendly things to the people, so they 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 will they will offset things to 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 pay for it, pay for the gateway service. But for the people who run the nodes, who run the raw data, run the whole data storages, they if they don't get the incentivized for transfer data, for example, if you store the one gigabyte like video in your nodes, and one million people try to retrieve that, this means uh maybe one hundred gigabytes traffic per day. And uh, sorry, one million, one million gigabytes. It's, it's really crazy. And it, it, if you are very popular, the files, like it's a video or it's a images, like NFT, it's very popular. Maybe for one day, some we will have one million requests. So it will cost you lots of money because traffic is much more expensive than the storage. So the our point for Mason to support this is we can separate uh, or we can say decouple the storage and, and retrieval part because if you try to design a storage node, you need to have a very uh, complex uh, incentivized system. The nodes may have some hard requirements, much higher, and you need to maintain the whole things. But for the retrieval part, the only thing you need to carry is the bandwidth and, and, and the routers of the nodes. So if we can find a better routers, for example, like are we maybe have hundred or, or maybe thousands nodes? It, it's it's gonna be really crazy for layer one nodes. And um, but for the retrieval part, for the bandwidth part, I guess one million nodes gonna be gonna be happy in the future. We have one million nodes all around the world distributed, and they can be quite big size, like they are from data center. They have high capacity, quite stable. They dedicate IP, and they may come from the people like Andrew, you and me. Like right now, I'm in the hotel. I can I can share my hotspot to relay some data. For example, people who join the DevCon who need some traffic, he can he can relay from my like my network. So I guess that's a big difference. And we help like help our way to increase their speed or their experience for accelerating the the images and videos and files. Mm, that's a very good explanation, and it's very exciting, and it's uh, very well thought out. So. The solution is if you distribute the bandwidth, making sure it's fast, right, and reliable. That's the key to it. Sounds like you're getting there. Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, storage has the same sort of projects. They have the same problems because uh, if you store the files and, and somewhere else, they just quit the network, which means you, you may lose the one piece or one duplicate of the files. So for bandwidth is... Uh, like if you are right now, you you are you are relay the files, and if some nodes quit it, and you may you may lose the relay. Uh, right now we have two solutions for here. We're still working progress, but we have two two solutions. The first solution is called fallback strategy. Fallback. Uh, it's it's quite mature. Like every network, like be used in the internet world, they will have fallback. For example, they will have three gateway. The first gateway, uh, they 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 gonna be the mass network. A mass network. So when when mass network, their default nodes uh failed or have some like outages or, or the DGN, they they gonna be fall back to another nodes. Another nodes may be become the mass and premium nodes. Uh, for example, we picked some very high capacity and stable nodes for for them to use, just like the Uber uh black black car a black cab. And then if it still fails, they gonna be fall back to the origins. Like origin is stored on our wave. They can use our wave nodes. Or maybe some guys they from the international, uh, sorry, from the internet. Well, they gonna use like Cloudflare, AWS to fallback. They will have the fallback strategy. So, 
for us, we, we try to think, okay, how to design the fallback strategy in our system? The first choice is we can design the fallback in our network. Like we have maybe, uh, for example, 10,000 or 20,000 of, of nodes. So if part of nodes fail, we're going to fall back to another nodes. But then we found, okay, this, this rights should be given to the, to the people who use the network, right? Uh, to, for example, we, if we offer this fallback strategy, it may be not quite friendly, like, uh, because we, we designed the strategy and sometimes you may use another strategy and you are waiting for our strategy response. For example, like if we, our strategy as mentioned has the three layers, we, we're going to try first fall back to fall back three. And then if we fail, we tell you we failed. Right. But maybe if your use case is you, you will try once. And if you, if my, our first layer failed, you need to try to, to another system, maybe call a default or call origin. So that's our choice. And we think we can deploy that our fallback strategy. It depends on you, but for the most, uh, good experiences, we let our users to choose their own strategy. Like they, they choose, okay, first is Cloudflare, second, maybe it's AWS, third is maybe Mason, or maybe choose different. The first is Arweek Gateway, second is Mason, third is anyone else. Yeah, that, that's the first use case, hmm. uh, first solutions here. The second is uh, we need to ensure a way to avoid the nodes creating the network easily. I mean, the nodes have the right to create, they can create anytime. Right, they just say we shut down the, the machines, we shut down the nodes, it's created. So only thing we can do for a permissionless network is they're gonna be punished. How to punish that? You know, if you check the blockchain punishment mechanism, there are two ways. The first way is like Ethereum 2.0, if you need to stake. And if you do some, if you have some mistakes, you, you they're gonna slash your tokens, right? So th th this is one way, and I think it's not friendly to our users. And the second way is you need to be proving you are stable and you, you have maybe on live for seven days, one month, six months to earn the credit so that you can you can earn the most profitability from our network. So that's that's a choice we're gonna use. Like if you create network and then you go back again, you need to uh have your credit again, maybe wait one month to, to get the credit to, to earn the most good revenue. So that's our choice for our solutions for uh, avoid the network easily to people to quit. Interesting. Yeah, it's similar to how the Rweave protocol works, right? You're rewarded when you can retrieve data. Yes. Cool. Like you've thought a lot about this. It solves this problem of globalization, decentralization. Super exciting. And it's really cool to, to learn about it. I I'm curious... Sherlock, I wanted to talk about your background. So where, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Yeah, <laughs> actually, uh, I'm born from Ningbo, Zhejiang, China. Yeah, uh, uh, it's, it's a city south of the Shanghai. So like my grandparents, some of my grandparents, they may move to the Shanghai. And then right now they become the new Shanghai. And I, I'm the guy staying in the Ningbo. And uh, this, this the place I born up. I I born up in the Chinese education system, and then I go to university. Uh, I major in mathematics, which is really good. I, I love my, my mathematics so much. But then, I'm also interested in, in programming. So I I uh, compete in ACM ICPC. Uh, it's it's ever some competitions, and I I got got some medals, and then uh, actually I should graduate around. Uh, 2018, yeah, and but I started to, to, to uh, my first startups, 
uh, around 2017, which is I, uh, which was I entered the crypto space. So, you know, during that time, uh, I'm still a student, and I, I met a friend. He 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 was also uh, a guy in the ACM, the 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 the, the thing, the space, and he, he he during that time he worked for Google. Uh, we we know each other since in uh, TechCrunch, Hexum. Uh, I'm I'm the challenge winner, and he is in another team, so we know each other. And then we think, hey, why, hey, why we just started to do something in crypto? Uh, so I, I with him, I, you know, during the weekend, I would go to the Google office. <laughs> you know, we, weekdays Google Google employees work, but weekend, I I go to the Google office, to his office, and talk with them to to say, hey, how can we doing something crypto? Uh, I remember first thing I started the uh, crypto zombies. I'm not sure whether you know crypto zombies. It's 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 around crypto kitties era. You know, crypto kitties is a ERC seventy one. Okay. Yeah, and then we have a crypto zombies. It's a project which taught people how to uh, write smart contract in Solidity and how to launch your own ERC seventy one smart contracts. So very lucky. Uh, after learning this crypto zombies, I and and my friends we wrote the first. So smart contract using the ERC seven two one protocol, the standard. Right now we call them NFT. Yeah, actually during that time it's pretty pretty old. Uh, and I remember within three days, seven hundred Ethereum, uh, either deposited into the smart contract. So make me feel wow, it looks like the the things is really powerful. So we, why we just started to learn more in this space. Uh, and then you know during the normal procedure after I graduate, I should go into a uh, tech companies. Work for them, become a software software programmer, developers, and one by one to yeah to 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 do the things. But um, I just I just started to do the startup, so that's the first thing I started. But then around eight months, I, I failed because uh, I, I found I, I'm quite different mindset with my with my co-founders. So uh, I create a team and I I try to run running another things. It's an actual OTC platform. It's it's much more like running a business, you know. Uh, because twenty nineteen we found OTC is really be needed from the market. So we run this platform and it's it's quite good and, and it's quite easy to satisfy satisfy the market. But the point here is, you know, when I was a student. Uh, in the university, I, I found I can learn the technologies. I can learn the crypto very fancy things every day, even though I'm not entered space. But when during 2018, you know, looks like I'm already in the space, but I just doing something really boring. It's just making money. And I feel like I have a far distance from the real crypto space. So I choose to uh, quit and then think, okay, what things should I, should I do next? I, I choose to learn something. Uh, then I joined company. They they have been crypto for more than six to seven years, and I entered there to uh working for a crypto mining pool to designing a crypto uh proof of work system. It's a quite amazing things, you know. Each day we need to struggle with the the latency problem, like five milliseconds to ten milliseconds latency, like do do doing with Ethereum. You know, you have lots of competitors. Like other uh, mining pools, you don't know each other, but you know. Okay, you have bad revenue. You your you, your expectations is more than other map pools. So, uh, that that's the things I learned the value of proof work. 
yes, this is thing I want to share with you because during the crypto mining pool, the experience, the most important things I try to learn what's value of proof of work. The value of proof of work is not like most people think. Uh, they 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 think it's it's like wasting energy or or do something like uh, meaningless calculations. I, I guess maybe they are right, but for me, you need to look another side. Another side is proof of work is is converting electricity to another things called currency. It is like trans transform the things. Right, electricity. You know, when when I was live in different countries, uh, sometimes I I will go to the you know in the summer there are lots of water resources to generate electricity, but electricity is very hard to transfer from you know, like one place to another place. For example, right, Europe, Europe right now they are lack of electricity. Right, uh, the Norway I remember there are no marine cable has been cut down. So during this winter, it's gonna be very hard for them to. To to like have the air conditioner or have something else, so but you may I mean for some other place like if they have very, they are they are close to equator they have very good sunshine so they have lots of electricity there like in Australia, but the point is it's hard for you to transfer Australia's electricity to like Europe to UK to some countries there to support them, so most of the time like electricity just be wasted if you look all around the world. Electricity supplier is more than the demand, so that that's the thing that's happening. And you know, we, we try to develop a battery technology, but that battery is not quite good enough. I, I like uh last week I, I I was in the MIT uh with my friend. He 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 majored he majored there for his PhD in, in materials. He he took took me to the MIT labs to to look how he developed the new materials for the battery. And I have to say the thing still not quite matured a lot. And batteries still have far way to go. Though, though it's we we had to vapor a lot. And then another way, proof of work took the world is we can convert the electricity to 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 the currency. And currency like Bitcoin or Ethereum is very easy to store, very easy to to, to be traded to to buy anything else. So that's a very proof of work. And then we look at the bandwidth part. We found bandwidth has the same patterns. Like the first pattern is batteries also uh so bandwidth is very hard to store. Like right now, if you are maybe you you are at home, your office bandwidth is underutilized, or, or you are in office, your home bandwidth is underutilized. You don't know how to store them; it's just wasted. Second, bandwidth is has a local local usage case. Like you can't use the bandwidth in Colombia, right? I'm I'm right now to support people in the maybe in Singapore or in the U.S. or in the Europe, right? It's because their submarine cable they have they have capacity, so well they they will not use the bandwidth like from different continents. To support each other, so during that time we found whether we can find some technology or find some mechanism to convert the, the bandwidth into a currency, just like proof of work due mm. to the electricity. Wow, that's really interesting. I was wondering about that because I was thinking about how a lot of, especially like Bitcoin Maxi people, talk a lot about how the environmental concerns with proof of work are kind of framed in a uh, fake context and the idea of using the extra energy for mining is really interesting. It's like a yeah, it's a positive spin to it. You know, proof work, just my opinion, can become something like interplanet currency system. You know, right now, if you are using the U.S. dollar, we 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 follow the call SWIFT to to between different countries, and you know, if someone go to Mars, uh, maybe not quite Mars, maybe go to Moon at first, and then Elon is successful, he go to Mars. We don't. We may not have the swift system in the Mars, on the Mars, or, or on the on the Moon, right? 
But think different. Like right. if we took some ASIC machines to the moon, you know, moon has moon has don't have the uh, atmosphere, so they are more easily to get the sunshine, to get some electricity, and to generate electricity to the crypto money. And then the communication between two network is is in the uh, light speed, so it's very quick between ear uh, between the uh, earth, sorry the Earth and the Moon. So like for somehow we had deployed like like sorry uh, uh, SpaceX they take lots of ASIC machines to Moon, and we have lots of Moon ASIC machines uh, mining Bitcoin there. And when when you we don't need to take US dollar to take any currencies to the Moon, you just take the Bitcoin to the Moon. And someone else said, okay, I, I can also trade a moon, right? And then we go to Mars if we're successful. We don't know, okay, what's the currency steers? The people who, who become dear, they, they will build their own system, own currency system. I guess it's not be the US dollar or any other currencies like Singapore dollar or RMB. But if you took Bitcoin there, someone else said, okay, I can offer LTC to convert your Bitcoin to the local currency. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. It's truly like talking about interplanetary exchange of value, right? You've talked about smart contracts. What is the difference between how we utilize a smart contract for decentralizing bandwidth versus decentralizing data? Is it a different version of it or is it a different concept altogether? Uh, it's very hard right now to use the the like typically smart contract to, to solve things like... Uh, most mostly we 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 think of, we we talk about smart contracts. Uh, it means like the Ethereum EVM compatible things. Like you, if you have run your things in virtual machine, you using this OP call, you do the things. But for the physical resources, you can use smart contract to realize them, right? Like it's it's smart contracts all on chain. Mm. So are on on chain. But how can you feeding the things off chain, right? You can't use Ethereum to feel. Like your storage, like your home storage, your home bandwidth, your home maybe Laura network just called Helium, right? Helium can use right now Ethereum smart contract to fill the year uh, proof of, proof of I don't know any ver- verifications uh, of chain. So the same thing is gonna happen like storages. Uh, I guess one way is we can upload the the proof and maybe some worker rules kind of things on chain. And then to do the most of the calculations of chain, uh, this this is like a trade-off solutions right now. But for bandwidth, the same the same solutions just like that. Uh, if we don't have very good performance on chain, uh, like like layer one or, or any chains, they don't have very good proof. Of, uh, the the TPS we have to do the way like that. We 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 only upload the proof or, or the root on chain and do the most of things off off chain. And the second way is you need to launch your own chain. Your own chain is designed to uh feeling the, the physically things. Like you your own chain said, okay, I can measure like your your storages, just like ROE, right? And the, the off-chain and your own chain can feel in the 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 uh the another Laurel IoT or maybe right now 5G network, just like helium. Or maybe in future we 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 are trying to think about whether and how can we launch our own chain to to fill the physically resources. Like bandwidth, or maybe not. Maybe maybe on chain is already good enough. So the terminology is flexible, but the concept is similar, right? Yes. The idea of going back to the Mason network, like removing the need for humans to negotiate. That's kind of the why smart contracts are so great. Yeah. Yes, removing that. <laughs> Obviously, 
Mason's been really good at your marketing, getting the word out. I'm really glad we could have you on the Artcast. Thank you for your great answers and for being so focused and just for sharing your wisdom and your love of this technology with our users, because I know they can relate and I know that they'll be equally excited about it. Sherlock, where can people follow news about the project and learn more? Uh, yes, uh, you can just go to the Twitter. Twitter, uh, the handle is called at Network Mason. Yes, so at Network Mason. So you're going you're gonna to find the official uh, project, the, the Twitter handle. And myself, uh, Twitter handle is Sherlock, uh, S Sherlock S H I uh, underscore S A. <laughs> yes, that that's my own um, Twitter account. Okay, cool. Um, anything you want to announce coming up in the near future that you can talk about? Yes. Yeah, so the uh, yeah, I, I I can say that. <laughs> uh, the first is we. Right, right now we run in testnet. We run testnet for a couple months, yeah, really, really long months, and proved it's really good. So we right now have support some like the real users, crypto users, and the projects for them to to the service, and they, they they are likely to pay money for us. So we try in the uh, following months, we try to deliver a new uh, tokenomics. Uh, system or, or or the mechanism, so that during testnet maybe people can already can use the two sides. Like people who want to pay the money to our service, they can pay it, and then we can move this money to distribute it to people who supply the network. Because right now we, the point is, uh, we use one percent of our, our of our mainnet token to incentivize for testnet our our supply side, and. I have to say, yeah, we have very good users that they support our network, but it, 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 right now we don't have very good mechanism to move the demand side, their, their revenue to the supply side. Uh, we plan to do it uh, around the mainnet launch, but I guess we can, we can do it much earlier. We can test that, we can do these things. We, we can test where it's, it's available, whether it works, or if we made a mistake, we, we can modify them. Can people get involved in the test net or do you kind of have like a select group of people who are already doing it? Yeah, I mean, the test net, it called test net, but actually all, all the resources, they are, they are the real, they are valuable and people- Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like Phantom, yeah, they, they have Twitter at us. So I can say that Phantom is using our test net to serve their real users. So. If you want to use networking, just use it right now. Hey, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the our testnet is not like the the typical testnet. It's 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 just like we do an early test or, or early experiment, and it works. And when it works, the only job we need to do is to move smoothly to the mainnet, rather than stop testnet and launch another moonnet. Uh, another mainnet. How many countries are are using the test net? Would you say is it hard to know? It sounds like it's Phantom using it's pretty global, huh? Uh, I guess the most users of Pan Phantom they are based in the U.S. Yes, but uh, Phantom team told me they had deployed our gateway uh area of their wallet like mobile like browser. Yes. Well, keep me posted. I'd love to meet you in real life and talk more about. Your project, this has been a really, really cool interview, Sherlock. And um, yeah, I, I appreciate you being on the ArtCast. I know our listeners appreciate you. Thanks for having me, Anthony. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sherlock. We'll be back in two weeks with episode 26 of the ArtCast, brought to you by RIO. Be sure to tune in to the community call on Twitter Spaces this Friday at noon. Halloween's coming up. 
And you know what I want to be for Halloween? Someone who knows before they stows. Candy or anything else. Thanks for listening.